0: This is Ginger Nuts, a play written by Donna O'Regan and edited by Pam Golden. Ginger Nuts was recorded in Gaggan, a small village located near Bandon in West Cork. Ginger Nuts is performed by Gaggan Drama Group for the Clare Drama Radio Play Festival on Scariff Bay Community Radio. The setting takes place in a West Cork hospital in a women's surgical ward. We hope you enjoy this play. When I To. Cool.
1: Mother, You dialed my phone, didn't you? It's me. I think you've hit a new record today, you know. Is this the seventh call this morning? Ah, stop it, Sure, I'm only trying to keep you in the loop. The doctor was just in. It's very bad news. Oh, Jesus, ma'am. What did they say? Honestly, it's very bad. They said it was one of the worst cases they've ever seen. I was mortified when they were examining my leg. I was praying to God they didn't lift it up because I was very windy after the boiled egg and I was afraid what might happen. Uh, Ah, ma'am, don't mind the dodgy eggs. What did he say? He is a she swelling, a Dr Madden, a dead pen, an old city slicker I'd say. I asked could I see Dr Murphy instead. But she said she was a qualified medical professional. The cheek or her, and she is cold as a block of ice. Ah, uh, ma'am? She was a right robot, but didn't even crack a little smile when I told her I'd injured my foot joined gymnastics in the bedroom. Oh, you did not, ma'am? I'd say she could do with a little bedroom activity herself, to be honest. It might loosen her up. Will you tell me about your leg, for Christ's sake? You watch your language, missy. Ma'am, what about your leg? Are you sitting down? Yes. Why? It, it, it might have to come off, Sue Ellen. Your leg? Oh my god! Oh shite! Here comes the tea Charlie. I'm patched. Good luck! Ma'am? 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 Oh for f**k's sake!
2: Honey came in and she caught me red-handed Creeping with the girl next door Picture this, we were both butt-naked Banging on the bathroom floor Oh, were you banging on the floor, dolly? Never <laughs> you mind, Mrs Walsh I was just singing a little ditty What's
1: wrong with your little titty? Oh,
2: nothing's wrong with my titty I said ditty You're, Don't worry about it, Mrs Walsh A cup of tea for you Oh, nice. <laughs> Two sugars and a good dash of milk, right? Perfect, Dolly. Good girl. Nothing beats a good cup of scald and a few bickies. And you're not fasting.
1: There's a sign above your head saying you're fasting this morning. Oh, not at all. That's from the other day. They were doing a few um, tests. Aren't I half-starved since I arrived in this place? Oh, are you now? I am. I'd say I'm down at shown since last Monday. So Ellen had to bring me in a corned beef sandwich yesterday. I was dizzy with the hunger. I couldn't eat the food here at all, no. I wouldn't serve it to the dogs at home. Or if to my husband if I had one. <laughs> my God.
2: Well, according to your chart here... You licked your plates clean and had two helpings of jelly and ice cream yesterday evening. I don't think that was... um, What biscuits
1: have we got today, Dolly? Any (laughs) meekadoos? Sorry, what are meekadoos? Ah, you know, meekadoos. Lovely jammy middle marshmallows on the side and the designated coconuts. Oh
2: my god, designated coconuts. I I think you mean desiccated coconut, Mrs Walsh.
1: Ah, that's what I
2: said, Dolly. Designated coconuts. Anyways, have you got them? Oh, I'm afraid not. Um. Uh, What about a ginger nut? I
1: don't like the gingers in my tea. But I'm mad about them in my bed. (laughs) (laughs) Well, with a family full of gingers, I don't know if you'd like them, Mrs Walsh. (laughs) Mm, uh, What about a custard cream? Oh, gorgeous. I'll have them. And you might as well throw in an extra one or two, because I'm weak with the hunger.
2: Jesus, Mrs Walsh, you're some chancer. I'll say nothing to the director of nursing though. No. Oh, I wouldn't tell that wagon anything. She's a
1: horror, that one. Hmm. Speaking of horrors, how's your mother? Um, well, like... Will you please ask her to light a candle for me? I had very bad news this morning about my leg. Oh. And if she sees Father Kelly, tell him I'd appreciate a mention on the Facebook Live, mess. i I'm not sure Father Kelly is giving shout outs on Facebook Live,
2: but I'll certainly pass the message on to my horror of a mother. Ah, good girl you are, Dolly.
1: And thanks for the tea, I was patched.
3: Mrs Walsh! <coughs> is that a
1: custard cream in your hand? <coughs> Jesus, Matron, you scared the life out of me.
3: Ah uh, shite, I just lost my biggie inside my teacup. I am not the matron. I'm the director of nursing. You were under strict instructions that you were fasting this morning. You were scheduled to have surgery this afternoon. We'll have to postpone our cancel.
1: Ah uh, no, so was only a little biscuit. I didn't even eat it yet. Tis floating on the top of my teacup now. Just the one, Biscuit? Just the one, Matron.
3: My name is Sheila, Mrs Walsh. And that dolly needs firing. There's a sign above your head that says, Fasting. Did she even look at it? Oh, you'll have to ask her. Sure, I just forgot I was so nervous about the amputation. It's not an amputation, Mrs Walsh. You're having a toenail removed. (laughs) Same difference.
1: I'm getting an anaesthetic, aren't I? I? I may not even wake up.
3: I'm sure you'll be fine, Mrs Walsh. Now, you no longer have the luxury of a private room. Lots of shuffling around with Covid. We have a new patient, just admitted, moving in alongside you and she'll be along in a while. Now. Give me that tea and those custard creams, and don't let me catch you eating again today. Not even a sulky sweet? Nothing, Mrs Walsh. Not even a sip of water. Do you understand? Yes, matron. I mean, dictator a
1: director. I mean, Sheila. (laughs) I'll get it right at some stage.
4: La 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 Aren't you supposed to be fasting, Mrs. Walsh?
1: Ah, oh, Jesus, Tony, not you as well. The whole place is at me. Tis only a little bicky. I need the sugar. With my diabetes and everything, sure, I was weak with the hunger.
4: Don't oh, right. worry. I'll say nothing. I know how to keep my gob shut.
1: Goodbye, Tony. <laughs> it's
4: a long time since I was called a boy, Mrs. Walsh. Didn't I turn 40 in June?
1: Ah, that's right. Sure, my Bob, he was telling me that you had a surprise party, but it was cancelled with the covish.
4: With the COVID? It's COVID, not covish. <laughs>
1: ah, that's what I said, COVID. Absolutely shocking, Tony. And my Bobby told me your mother had it. Oh, I suppose you gave it to her from working in this place, did
4: you? I did no such thing. Sure, haven't I been blowing kisses to my mother from the cottage hospital window for four months? They had a visitor, Ben, and sure COVID still made its ugly way in.
1: <gasps> That's absolutely shocking, Tony. That Corona 16 has caused nothing but heartache for families all over the country. I was so sorry to hear about poor old Nora got it. I remember her from school and she was
4: breathless with the asthma. That's right, Mrs. Walsh. Mam's chest was bad before. It's much worse now since getting COVID. Should sure, the cottage hospital did their best? But Covid got in somehow and 11 patients were infected.
1: Oh Jesus, help us. Oh, I I hope to God I don't get it, Tony. I don't have asthma, but I smoke like a little chimney so I'll be buggered altogether. Speaking of smokes, any chance you take me down the wheelchair and bring me down for a spin so I could have a little puff at the front door?
4: I can't, Mrs Walsh. I have to go down to the main door and bring up your new roommate. She can't walk with the pain, apparently. We'll be on the operating table shortly by the sounds of things.
1: God almighty! Why? What's wrong? Uh, And she a local? Do I know
4: her? I doubt it. She's English. English? Oh my God. Was only in West Cork for a few days, apparently, and got stuck here with the latest lockdown. She was violently ill last night and presented at South Dock this morning. They sent her straight here. Sure God
1: loafer. Is that her bag you wheeled in? It is indeed. Jesus, she must have plenty of money, so... That looks like a Louis Gucci bag.
4: <laughs> Twas fair from Louis Gucci we were rare down the estate, Mrs Walsh.
1: Sure <laughs> so won't grand and happy. And you didn't want for anything growing up. But she didn't have you borrowed. Or else all! <laughs>
4: <laughs> Stealing a few apples from Mr. Kingston's orchard was all we did. Sure he had lovely crispy apples, and he was a cranky fecker anyways. He'd rather the apples fell on the ground and rotted away than give them to us. So we took them, and he saw he couldn't chase us.
1: Ah, but Mr. Kingston wasn't all that bad. He helped me out in an hour of need and I'll never forget him for
4: that. You mean when he helped you with your little girl?
1: How did you know about? Oh, I suppose Sue Ellen told you all when you were courting.
4: Oh, it might have come up in a conversation all right, one night.
1: Oh I see.
4: Look, Sue Ellen told me so I'd get the lads to stop badgering Mr Kingston. We were awful to the old flat. Stolen apples were the least of his worries. We spent the nights playing knock and run and then throwing stones at his bedroom window when his little lamp would go out at night. I feel awful bad about it now, to be honest.
0: Swellen told
4: me how good he was to you when you were in trouble. Peggy being taken away and all that. We were doing a line around that time. A serious line, as you know. The records were being released... And Sue Ellen was sure Peggy would come looking for ye
1: Peggy <laughs> my darling Peggy Well she never came looking, Tony. Now I'll never know what happened to her. I'll have to go to my grave not knowing. That's the worst pain. The worst pain imaginable for any mother. I suppose she had a much better life than what I could have given her. Maybe she didn't want to come back. I'm just so sorry she never met Sue Ellen and Bobby because they know all about her and their search for her became as desperate as my own. They look like her too. Sue Ellen has her ginger curls and Bobby has her dark brown eyes. Oh. She had the most beautiful eyes, Tony. Still so hard, over 40 years later.
4: <coughs> I'm sorry if I upset you, Mrs. Walsh. I know how hard it has been for you, and Sue Ellen, and Bobby. Even Bobby wells up with enough Guinness in him.
1: <laughs> Does he, Tony? Many a night he's had a belly full of gifts. Poor Bobby, he can hardly say her name.
4: Oh, I have to go. Your new roommate has checked in and ready for a spin in my trusty wheelchair.
1: <coughs> I know you're busy, Tony. I'm sorry I delayed you blathering on with me sad story.
4: You didn't delay me at all, Mrs. Walsh. And for what it's worth, you're a great mother. You muttered half the estate when we were growing up. Many a cold evening, you had more than your own around the table for supper. Times were tough back then. Times weren't very tough, Tony.
1: <sighs> Go on away now or the matron will be looking for you. She might give you a clip around the back of the head, Pop.
4: <laughs> yes, Mrs Walsh.
1: Hi, ma'am. Oh, thank God. I was afraid you'd be gone down for the surgery. How are you? Is that you, Sue Ellen? Sure, who else would it be? Well, I was just reminiscing with your old boyfriend. Oh, with who? Tony Hayes? Ah, Jesus, ma'am. He was the best catch in town, and you let him go. Oh, some catch, all right. He's a bit like Peter Pan and forgot to grow up. Well, he's the kindest man. I told you to value kindness above all else. Well, it's a pity I didn't listen to you then. Maybe Tony and I would have been blissfully happy. It's not too late, love. Tony is still single as a little Pringle. He told me himself.
5: Please
1: never say that again, Mum. And enough of the matchmaking, Silla Black. Tell me about your leg. Oh, I'm in agony, love. I'm having it off in a few hours. Oh, your poor leg. Oh, my God, ma'am. I rang Bobby earlier to tell him and he's in an awful state. Well, I don't know, so Sure, it might be just the toenail, but you never know how these things go, love. And ma'am, for God's sake. You gave me an awful fright. I thought it was the diabetes. Just your toenail. Sure, you're going to be as right as rain in no time. I'll get Tony to text you when he wheels me back from the surgery. I gave him your number earlier. Oh, did you know? Well, Stella Black still has the moves, huh? <laughs> go on now. I must go and take off my underwear with the back of the gown flapping open. I hope poor Tony doesn't get a knifeful when he comes to pick me up. <laughs> Do you know, after 20 years in that place, I reckon Tony's seen a lot worse than your arse. Ma'am? Yes, love? I love you loads. Go on now, and don't be getting all sentimental on me. You'll make me think I'm dying. Ah, you're not dying. And I do love you. Talk to you later, okay?
6: Okay, love. Now, Mrs. Watch... I just have a few questions before we take you down to the operating theater Oh, O-okay, nurse. You can just call me David, Mrs Walsh. That might be easier for me. Isn't it gas, David? Uh, what's that, Mrs Walsh? That been a
1: nurses. What'll be next?
6: Things have certainly changed since I was last in hospital. <laughs> Lots of things have changed, Mrs Walsh, and for the better. Thank God. No, I just have a few pre things to go through with you. And I have to get a line inserted. Well, and I must also go through some uh, details like bandaging and aftercare. David? Yes, Mrs Walsh?
1: Are you sure I won't wake up? I'm terrified of waking up in the middle of the surgery.
6: Don't you worry about that, Mrs Walsh. We'll take good care of you.
1: Well, if anything happens to me, will you please tell Sue Ellen I love her and Bobby? Uh, and Peggy.
6: I will, of course. Now, this is something you're likely to never hear me say again. But can you please take off your knickers, Mrs. Wise? Well, well, David. I thought you'd at least buy me dinner first. <laughs> <laughs> the show.
4: Oh, Mrs Potter, here's your new digs for a little while. It's no Harley Street clinic, I can tell you, but it's about the best you'll get in West Cork. I hope you don't mind sharing with the, uh, news of the world, also known as Mrs Walsh.
5: Thank you for wheeling me all the way. Tony, wasn't it? That's me. I don't mind sharing at all. I was just thrilled I could get a bed and some much-needed medical attention.
4: She's quite the chatterbox, Mrs Walsh. Never shuts up. She must be down in surgery now.
5: Oh dear, poor woman.
4: You're lucky you'll get a bit of time to settle in before you're grilled. T'was a detective she should have been, old Mrs Walsh. She'll have your backstory before supper not out.
5: Is that so? She was already sizing up your fancy suitcase. Was she indeed? Well, you can tell her it's from a flea market near Notting Hill. And as for my backstory, there's not much to tell. My only child, raised in London, husband one, children... Zero.
4: And what brought you to the beautiful West Cork?
5: A movie, is it? I'm uh, doing some research, as it happens. Oh dear, is the pain back again? Indeed. It never left, really. Just intensifies every few minutes.
4: Tis uh, hardly contractions, Mrs Potter. You're in the wrong ward if it's a baby you're having.
5: It most certainly is not contractions, Tony. That much I know for sure.
4: I'm no doctor. But it looks like a classic case of appendicitis to me. The way you are clutching your side. I noticed when you were getting out of the car. She couldn't straighten up. You were hunched right over. And the
3: way you were... Tony! I'm quite sure Mrs Potter hasn't come here to seek your medical advice. Mr Murphy needs to be wheeled to x-ray at once. I'd like to think you can do the job you're paid for. And not be offering your opinions willy-nilly.
4: Sorry, Sheila. I was only trying to help.
5: Really? I I don't mind. Tony was just trying to reassure me. Tony would be better off doing
3: what he's trained to do and allowing the doctors to do their job.
5: Isn't that right, Tony?
4: yes, Yes, Sheila. Bye, Mrs Potter. It was nice to meet you.
5: Bye, Tony. And thank you for being so kind. Now, Mrs Potter, apologies once again for
3: not being able to secure you a private room. It's not common for us to have
5: a star of your calibre in our mist here in West Cork. No, please don't worry, Sheila. I don't want any special treatment. It's unfortunate I couldn't get back to London to my own doctor, but I'm very grateful to have a bed in your hospital. Well, you can be assured that we will take very good care of you.
3: Dr. Madden is excellent. She's doing rounds on the floor below, but I'll call her to come up and examine you immediately. Please. As I said, no special treatment. Not on my watch, Mrs. Potter. I'll make sure you're seen in no time.
2: Oh, hello there. Hello. Didn't realise we'd a new inpatient. Welcome to the beautiful West Cork Hospital. I'm Dolly. Also known as the Charlie Dolly. Original, I know. (gasps) Oh, holy Mary, mother of God, and all the apostles and saints! Has something happened? You're her? You're one off Netflix? You were in The Angels Becoming? Oh, I loved that show. I was obsessed. Watched the whole three seasons in one weekend. Wrong, Graham Norton. I saw you on the couch last Friday night. I even follow you on Instagram. Oh my god. Can we get a selfie for my Snapchat? Well,
5: I'm afraid I'm not looking anything like I did last Friday night. I'm oh, so sorry.
2: You're here in a hospital and I'm asking for a flaming picture. Oh, seriously, I was way out of line. It's
5: okay. This sort of thing often happens. No.
2: No, I'm absolutely scarlet for myself, like. Oh, sorry again, really. Please stop apologising. You look like you could do with a nice cup of tea. That would be lovely. Do you have any Tetley's? (laughs) No girl, no Tetley's here, but I have Barry's, which is 10 times better. Milk or sugar? Just a small dash of milk, please. No problem at all. Oh Jesus, my hand is shaking. (laughs) Can I get you a biscuit or something? Well I haven't much of an appetite but I'll take whatever you've got as I haven't eaten all day. Mmm, all the custard creams are gone I'm
5: afraid. Do you like ginger nuts? It's your lucky day Dolly, this ginger girl loves us some ginger nuts. Oh,
3: sorry now, could
2: you be any more fabulous? The fact you even know my name as my day mate. my
5: week in fact. If I'm not looking like death tomorrow, we might even take that selfie. Oh, stop now before I wet myself with excitement. Dolly
3: Thompson, there's a ward full of patients waiting for their afternoon tea and I find you in here bothering Mrs. Potter. Sorry, Sheila. I was just leaving. (laughs) Well, before you go, have a look at the sign above Mrs. Walsh's bed. Can you read what it says?
2: Yes, Sheila. It says fasting.
3: Precisely. Now, the next time you read a sign that says fasting above a patient's head, I'd urge you not to serve them custard creams.
2: No problem at all, Sheila. I'll reserve the ginger nuts for them.
3: (gasps) The cheek of you. Go on about your business now before you're fired. (laughs) Ah, uh, Dr. Madden. Sheila. This is Mrs. Potter. Now, Mrs. Potter, this is Dr. Madden
7: and one of our nurses, David. Hello. Good afternoon, Mrs. Potter. I'm just going to pull the curtain around so I can examine you and we can figure out exactly what's going on. Lie down, please, and pull up your top. Now, the pain is radiating from your right side, is that correct? Yes. I'm just going to palpate the lower abdomen to determine if there are any irregularities. Oh, 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 oh. On a scale of one to ten, how bad is the pain when I when I press uh, here? Oh, 11. Okay, I have my suspicion about what's causing the pain, but I'm going to order an ultrasound as soon as possible to verify. Sheila, can you call down to Diagnostic Imaging and tell them I need an ultrasound of the abdomen and pelvis done immediately? Yes, Doctor David. Uh, can you get the medical history done and any notes for pre-op, and would you insert an IV?
6: Yes, Doctor.
7: Sorry, Doctor. Did you say pre-op? I'm just being prepared, Mrs. Potter. It's best to get these things done should you require surgery. Oh, dear. Is there a chance I need surgery? Would I be able to wait and have it done when I go home to London? Well, if it's appendicitis, as I fear, then we can't risk it rupturing and and poisoning you. You may require surgery as early as this evening. So, in answer to your question? No. I don't believe you can travel overseas. Now, it may be ovarian cysts given your age... But before we start making too many presumptions, let's see what shows up on the ultrasound. Oh, you're okay, Doctor. I'll be back once we have the results and we'll take it from there. In the interim, we'll make you as comfortable as possible. Thank you so much. David, can you get my phone for my bag? I
5: need to call my husband. Absolutely. I know this is not an
6: appropriate time, but can I say that I absolutely loved you and Angels Becoming. The fashion... I would give my right arm to skim through the wardrobes and that's
5: it. My husband might just cry when I tell him I met you in the flesh. (laughs) That's so kind of you to say so. I'm just sorry you had to meet me looking like like this. Please don't apologise. Is your phone in the pocket of your bag? It's in my handbag that's on the locker.
6: It should be on the top. Oh, here it is. As much as I would love to eavesdrop on your every word, I better go get that lining, and I'll get you some pain medication. Oh, thank you, David. Thank you, Mrs. Potter. Now, excuse me while I go back to the nurse's station and faint.
5: Hi, James? "'I'm okay. Yes, I'm here now. She just left. "'Very strange. Efficient, but wouldn't win any personality awards. "'A bit robotic, to be honest. "'Well, she seemed to think it could be appendicitis.' "'Absolutely not. She said I can't travel, "'as the appendix could possibly burst and poison me. "'I'm having an ultrasound in a minute to see, "'so I'll call you when I know more.' It's fine, James. No, it's not like Beirut. It's West Cork, not the middle of outer Mongolia. <laughs> yes, they have electricity, you smart ass. Yes, they have running water. Oh, wow. Please don't make me laugh. It makes the pain worse. I know you're worried, but darling, these things happen. I'm as tough as old boots. We have to face facts, though. There's no point in you coming here. There's a strict visitor ban, and I can't fly home like this, so let me get it sorted, and I'll be home as soon as I can. The search? Oh, the search is on the back burner for now. I just want to get home to you. I can resume my pursuit in the summer when the weather's better and I have more information. I'm apparently sharing my room with the news of the world, so maybe she can help me. No, not a journalist. Local busybody. That's just what they call her. Well, just the tea lady and the nurse recognize me, but I lay low. It's not exactly prime hunting ground for the paparazzi. I'll be fine. I love you. Well, how do you know you love me more? I love you the most, darling. There, I win. Talk to you later. Cheerio.
6: Here's some medication that should offer you some relief. And a jug of water, so we can get your bladder nice and full for imaging. Now, Mrs. Potter, I must just go through your medical history with you for our admissions clerk. No
5: problem. And no more of the Mrs. Potter. You may call me Margaret. Margaret? I thought your name was Olivia. Well, that's my stage name. My agent figured Margaret was far too common. I suppose... You were called after Princess Margaret? Dear Lord, no. I have Irish roots, so it certainly wasn't a member of the royal family I was called after. Well, thank God for that.
6: Do you know I said to my Harvey when we were watching you on Graham Norton that you must have had Irish or Scottish roots with your red hair? You were right then.
5: Sorry, no. It feels so weird calling you Margaret. I can only just imagine. I've grown accustomed to people screaming Olivia in the streets, so I answer to a barrage of different names at this stage. No, contact
6: number, and I you promise not to post it on TikTok, patient confidentiality you know. I like jazz. It's 0717 354 2588. Any fever, cough, shortness of breath, loss of smell or taste in the last week? No. Emergency contact? My husband James Potter, same contact
5: number. Well, I do hate to ask a woman her age. uh, But your date of birth? It's uh, March 9th, 1976.
6: 1976? I need a list of your skincare products. Like yesterday.
5: Height? 5.10. Weight? I find that more offensive than my birth date. Let's say £140 to be safe. Uh, Smoker? Used to be, not anymore. How many units alcohol do you consume per week? Four, give or
6: take. Nice. I oh, have that before supper on a good day. Could you be pregnant? No chance. Noted. Blood type? I don't know. Any history of heart disease in the family? I don't know. Any history of sickle cell anemia in the family? I don't know. Any history of stroke, blood
5: clot, seizures in the family? I don't know. Any history of cancer in the family? I don't know. Any history I don't know! I don't know! I was adopted. Only child. My parents are dead and I don't know anything about my birth parents. I'm so sorry. It's okay. You want to know. The truth is, I knew very little about my background. I knew my birth mother was a McCarthy woman, very young when she had me and had to give me up. She was from these parts. The adoption agency in London had a fire in 1989 and all the records went up in flames. That's why I'm here, actually. I'm trying to see if I can find my birth parents. Jesus. You might be better off not knowing. But
6: uh, th- there are a lot of McCartys in these parts. You might get lucky. My God, it's like a real-life episode of Who Do You Think You Are? Now, if it's the north side of Banner River you're from, then you and I can't be friends anymore. <laughs> I'm a south are true and true. <laughs> well, I would certainly hate for that to be the case. I must pop to the nurse's station. I'll be back shortly. Press the red button if you need anything, Margaret. Anything at all. OMG, Dolly. Have you seen who's in room 14, Bed B? Have I what?
2: Didn't I nearly wet myself serving her tea a while ago? Serious girl crush on her.
6: Stop the lights. She's
2: gorgeous. Even better looking in the flesh. She's stunning. The long red hair and her skin is like porcelain.
6: She's like Maureen O'Hara. All glamour. That seductive old Hollywood style. And here's me
2: and my scrubs and crocs looking like I rolled out of bed. Not a scrap of makeup on and unwashed hair.
6: (laughs) I was thinking you looked like crap, all right. But, David, I thought we were friends. I did too. But now that Olivia Potter's in town, I have a new bestie. Fame is a fickle friend, David. She'll be on the first plane back
2: to London and suddenly you'll be all alone and hungry and you'll have nobody to go halves with on your Domino's order.
6: I'll take my chances. You'll miss me too much and you'll come crawling back for some double decadence cheesy crust in no time.
2: Is someone ordering Domino's? I'm starved. Oh, Jesus, Tony. I can't remember a conversation with you that didn't involve food.
4: What can I say, Dolly? I'm a growing boy. Well, if you're trying to impress Sue Ellen Walsh, you'd better lay off the pizza. Sue Ellen Walsh has no interest in me. I've my eye on another redhead. The starlet that she' in the room with Mrs. Walsh. In fact, I could probably retire on the back of her last paycheck. Isn't she just fabulous? A true beauty of a woman, and nice with it. Never in a million years did I think she'd be so normal. Swan in her own West Cork. Probably below and I had kissed her with Graham Norton for the weekend.
6: Now that's where you're wrong. Her reason for being in West Cork is way more interesting. Wait, you hear this? Oh, I love a bit of gossip. What's the story? Well, she was brought up in London, right? But
3: is there some conference on that I wasn't aware of? The hospital is at full capacity and I find you three gossing in the corridor as usual. Can you please save your incessant natter for break time and go on about your business immediately?
0: Yes, Yes. Sheila.
4: No, you're back in the ward, Mrs Walsh.
1: Did I make it through, Tony? (laughs)
4: Well, if this is heaven, I'd be looking for a one-way ticket to purgatory. It would take more than a little surgery to knock you, Mrs. Walsh. Is
1: it dark outside? How long was I under, Tony?
4: Don't be asking questions now, Mrs. Walsh. Rest up. I'll text Suella now and let her know you're back in the ward. The surgery went very well.
1: Do I still have my leg?
4: I can do one better, Mrs. Walsh. You've both legs.
5: Oh... Hello, Mrs. Potter. Hello again, Tooney. Mrs. Potter? Who's Mrs. Potter?
4: Mrs. Potter is your new roommate, Mrs. Walsh. Not from around these parts. Oh, hello. Well,
1: aren't you as pretty as a picture? Welcome to West Cork. You'll have to pardon my appearance. I just had an amputation.
5: Oh, dear Lord, I'm so sorry.
4: Don't mind her. You had an extraction Mrs Walsh, a toenail extraction, not an amputation. Have a little rest now, let the drugs wear off some bit. Dolly will be in with some tea and toast in a while.
1: Oh thank God Tony, I'm starved with the hunger. Nothing to eat all day, not even a sucky sweet.
4: I'll go and see if I can find Dolly. Rest up now Mrs Walsh, save all your questions for tomorrow.
5: I have some ginger nuts from the tea trolley that I haven't touched. Uh, would you like one? Or both? Oh, I have
1: two ginger nuts at home, so I'm okay, thank you. One is called Sue Ellen, and the other's called Bobby. Speaking of Bobby... Are you married,
5: Mrs... Um, what was your name again? Potter. But please call me Margaret, and yes, married. Oh, well, that's
1: an awful pity, because my Bobby's on the market for a wife... If he laid off the Guinness for a while now and went on the online dating, he might have some hope. That's where all the young ones meet these days, Margaret. On the
5: online, on Tinder. Have you heard of it? I have indeed. Where did you meet your husband? I met him at an awards show in London, back in 1990. Is that so? How lovely. Oh, so
1: London is where you're from.
5: Yes, I'm just in West Cork on a bit of business. (laughs) Uh, And what exactly is your business, Margaret? Well, it's more of a personal matter, to be honest. I work as an actress in London. Well, I was thinking I knew you from somewhere. (laughs) Isn't that a guess?
1: Were you in EastEnders or Curry? (laughs) No, I'm afraid. Both great shows, though. Well, I definitely recognise you from somewhere. Tough gig these days, being an actor. (laughs) You must be doing okay, though. I saw Tony wheeling in your Louis Gucci bag earlier. I'm doing all right for myself, thanks, Mrs Walsh. Good girl you are. Your mother must be very proud. <gasps> oh, oh, oh I mean, I, I'm sorry, love.
5: Did I say something wrong? <sighs> Not at all, Mrs Walsh. My parents passed away some years ago. It's just that I'm, <laughs> I'm feeling poorly now. My husband is in London and with Covid and the restrictions... <clears throat> I'm just feeling a bit lonesome and sorry for
1: myself. God loves us. Don't you be one bit lonesome. I'm
5: here with you. (laughs) That's very kind of you, Mrs Walsh. You're very familiar, you know. I get that a lot. It comes with the job.
1: No, not just from the telly. I feel we've crossed paths before.
5: Do you come to West Cork a lot on your holidays? This is my third time. I've been trying to find out about my family... They were from these parts.
1: Well, if they're from Benden to
5: Bentry or anywhere in between, I should know them. What about their names? I just know that my mother's maiden name is McCarthy. I... I thought you said your mother was dead. My adopted mother is dead, but I don't know anything about my birth parents.
6: Margaret, have you drunk all your water? Tony's on the way down to take you down to the ultrasound Yes David, I'm bursting to go to the toilet so I'm ready Oh Mrs Walsh, you're so pale, are you okay? Let me get the blood pressure monitor and check how you're doing post-op I'm, I'm just in a bit of a shock Did you say McCarthy? Yes
1: And is Margaret your real name? Yes Were you
5: born in Bendon Nursing Home? I, I believe so. I was born in 1976,
6: quite a while ago. Peggy. My little ginger Mrs. Watch, please lie back and rest. You're not long over the theatre. The colour has completely drained from your face.
4: Now, Mrs. Potter, let me assist you getting into the wheelchair. And I'll bring you down for your ultrasound.
5: Thank you, Tony. You'd better wheel me as fast as you can. I'm almost ready to bust. He's got a black on the back of your calf, Margaret?
6: Margaret! Please lie back, Mrs. Watch. I need to check your blood pressure. do no, mind about my blood pressure, David. Hand me my phone now. Mrs. Watch, I need you to lie back. David,
1: please hand me my phone. Ellen, is that you? Oh, ma'am, thank God. Tony just texted to say you were back in the ward. Are you feeling okay? I'm better than okay. Fate brought her. What are you talking about, ma'am? Fate brought her
7: home.
2: The song used in this recording was called The Poor Ground, written by Anya O'Gorman and Victoria Keating, produced by Martin Leahy.
0: You have been listening to Ginger Nuts by Donna O'Regan, performed by the Gaggin Drama Group. Bridie Walsh was played by Pam Golden. Sue Ellen was Sarah O'Keefe. Dolly was Jennifer Barry. Sheila was Teresa McCarthy. Tony was Frank Lyons. David was Richard O'Regan. Margaret was Gillian Crowley. Dr Madden was Annette Coffey. Directed by Donna O'Regan and Pam Golden. Sound design by Paul Broderick. I'm Jenny Kingston and this was recorded for the Clare Drama Radio Play Festival on Scariff Bay Community Radio. Thank you for listening.